Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acup, and today I'm going to teach you one of the most important but most ignored stages of a successful goal. In fact, I guarantee that only about 10% of the people listening to this episode right now know how important it is. But first, before we get into the content, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Quick question. What if you could guarantee the success of your goals? No, seriously. The book you want to write? Guaranteed. The business you want to start? Guaranteed. The exercise plan you want to stick with? Guaranteed. What if no goal was off limits? It's possible with the Guaranteed Goals community. The Guaranteed Goals community is my first ever membership program where you'll find the courage, connection, and most importantly, the community you need to win all your goals. Ever since I started hosting online challenges with tens of thousands of people from around the world, the number one request people sent me was for a private non-Facebook community where we can all work on our goals together. That's why I created the Guaranteed Goals community on a user-friendly platform where you won't be overwhelmed with endless dance videos, silly reels, and dog memes. Inside this community, in addition to learning my fail-proof formula for achieving goals, you'll get access to a massive course library, check-ins with my team for accountability, the chance to win awesome prizes, 12 VIP Q&A sessions with me, the ability to team up with other members who are working on similar goals as you, and so much more. A year from now, I want you to be thankful for the way you invested in yourself and your goals today. Join me at acuff.me slash goals. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E backslash goals. I'll see you there. All right. All right. All right. Now let's jump into the content. The theme of today is review. The word review. Why are we talking about reviewing? Because it's the fourth and final stage in any successful goal. There are only four stages to a goal. I've talked about them for a few episodes now, but just in case you haven't heard any of those episodes, like this is your first time hearing the podcast, here's what they are. The four most important stages for a goal are number one, dream, number two, plan, number three, do, and number four, review. And we defined each one of them by asking a question. When you're in the dream stage, you ask, what do I want to do? When you're planning, you ask, how will I do it? When you're doing it, you're in the do stage, it's are you doing it? And when you review, which is the theme of today, we're asking, did it work? So last week, I told you how to brainstorm actions so that the do stage of your goal is as easy as possible. We discussed the fine art of hooking up your future self. If you didn't hear that episode, check it out. We'll link it in the show notes. Today, I'm going to teach you how to review your goal so that you can win faster and bigger all year long. The review stage of a goal is very simple. All we want to know, all we want to know is, is what we're doing working? Is what we're doing working? If it is, go back to do. Keep going. It's a very small circle. You go from dream, and then you move the plan, and then you move to do, and then you check out review. And if review, you find out the stuff I'm doing is really working. Go back to do. Keep going. Run your miles. Write your words, sell your products, lead your team, continue doing the work that is working. If it's not, go back to plan. So if you do a review and realize, ooh, the things I thought would get me where I needed to be are not working, you need to jump back a stage and go, whoop, right back to plan. Okay, okay, wait a second. Let's take out these plans. 
This is what I thought we were doing. Like, it reminds me of the time my father-in-law and I got kicked off the New Jersey Turnpike. Did you know that moving trucks you rent and are very heavy are not allowed on the New Jersey Turnpike? Did you know there's a weight limit on the New Jersey Turnpike? I did not know that. And I found that out when I drove a 24-foot Penske moving truck onto the New Jersey Turnpike. And this was... When was this? Like 2003, maybe? So there were no smartphones. Like the iPhone didn't even exist yet. And I went up to a toll booth and I said, here's my money, Mr. Toll Booth guy. That's not how I, I didn't sound old timey. I don't know why. And that's this story. I sound like I'm in vaudeville. But I, I went to pay the toll and the guy was like, dude, what do you do? He didn't use those exact words either. They were, a little, there's a little more profanity. He was like, you can't be on the the New Jersey Turnpike. You got to get off. So they kicked us off the Turnpike. And all of a sudden, we were in a neighborhood. And because we didn't have smartphones, I had to drive back to a rest stop and get a map, like a physical map, like a Rand McNally map of New Jersey. And then I had to drive back to my father-in-law because we had two cars, like our Camry and then the moving truck. And we had to put out this huge map on the hood of the Camry and be like, how do we get to Atlanta? Like, Using this map, and apparently we can't use the New Jersey Turnpike. What do we do? We had to go back to our plan. We had a plan. We were going to drive the moving truck all the way down to Atlanta, and that included from we were going from Massachusetts to Atlanta. That included going on the New Jersey Turnpike, and then uh, we got kicked off. And so we had to kind of review our options. I had to go back to the planning stage, buy a map, come up with a new route. That's what it's like in goals. If you figure out and review it's not working, you go back to plan. And in rare cases, rare cases, if it's the wrong goal altogether, you go all the way back to dream. I say rare because I usually don't like to skip right back from review to dream. I think it's always helpful to try planning again. It's really tempting to hit an initial snag in a goal and realize that like during the, the review, like, like I ran into an obstacle and, and it's tempting to instantly say, well, I guess it's time to dream again. That's tempting to do that, which is why a lot of people listening to this podcast will jump all over the place. They'll have 42 different goals. They'll never gain momentum because they go, oh, I don't like this one. Dream again, dream again, dream again, dream again. Instead, in moments like that, pause, revisit your plan. And make sure that you're just not temporarily frustrated or discouraged. Simply put, don't redream too soon. Let me say that again. Don't redream too soon. So how do you review? Let's get tactical today. Let's get tactical on some real things you can do to review your goal. Today, I'll share the five things I review and the five times you can do a review. When I'm in the review stage, I tend to look at five different items. Number one, goals. Number two, results. Number three, time. Number four, obstacles. Number five, lessons. So before I even jump into these, let me say I don't review all five of these for every goal I have. I think there's this real weird thing where people that share information like I share, like goal setting information, motivational people, they sometimes exaggerate what they do and they give you overwhelming tasks that they're not doing. I saw this just the other day. I saw somebody say, every night, me and my husband do an 11-point check system to see how we are. And I thought, no, you don't. 
You don't like nobody's life is like that. Like that, like you might do that a couple times a week, but you can't tell me that every now. And if you do, you must not have kids like that. You do some 11 point check where you're like, okay. And then we look for 42 signs of gratitude and then we have the right water. And then we do this exercise. Like, no, 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 no. I think when you hear stuff like that from motivational people, you should be like, mm, that's some nonsense. That is some, like you did that one time and now you're telling me to do it every time and it falls apart in the real world. So I'm going to do my best. Anytime I give you some feedback or some encouragement or some advice to go, oh, I don't do this all the time. So when I give you a list of like five things I review, I don't want you to feel any pressure like, oh my gosh, this dude reviews five things for every goal all the time. I don't. I don't, usually there's like one or two things that I look at and I go, okay, it's working or ooh, this is, this is not working. I need to change. But there are five different things you can look at. So we're going to go through those, starting with goals. I start here because it's the easiest thing to review. All I do if I'm going to review a goal is review the list of goals I created during the dream and plan stages. It's usually a two-page document that I keep in a file. Sometimes I print it out because I'm a paper guy, but I don't always do that. You'll be amazed, especially if you have a lot of goals, what's on your list. You see, what happens is life gets busy and you get, you know, focused and pulled in a million different directions and you forget what goals you said you'd do at the beginning of the year. I mean, there have been years when I do a review a few weeks into the new year and I've already forgotten a few of the minor goals that I thought were so great during the planning stage. During this review, I start with this question. Is this goal still important? Like, is it still important? I'm asking that of every goal in the list. Like, that's a good question. It's an easy question. And note that I'm not asking, do I still feel excited about this goal? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, do I feel excited about the goal? My feelings are flighty. And my natural motivation for most of my goals has disappeared by about mid-February. It might come back in May or September, but I can't rely on the feeling of motivation as an indicator of whether I should keep going. So I'm trying to quickly assess with each goal, is the goal still worth time? Is the goal still worth financial investment? Is the goal still meant for this year? Like maybe this is a really good goal that's better suited for 2024 or 2025 or 2026. Those are better questions than do I still feel excited about this goal? So the first thing you can look at are goals. Okay, here's my specific goals. The second thing you can review are your results. So what do I mean by results? Think about questions like this. Have I written the pages of content? Have I run the miles? Have I paid off debt or made money? Depending on like if I've got a financial goal. Have I taken Jenny, my wife, out on dates? Are there tangible results? And are they the kind of results I want? This is really about progress. So for instance, I've got a running goal this year. I could open up Strava. Strava is the app I use to track my miles. If you've never used Strava, it's really easy. It's really consistent. So I've got a goal this year to run 450 miles. So I'm recording this in mid-January. I always try to stay about a month ahead on the podcast. So the content is fire. If I wait to the last second, you guys don't get good content. So I'm trying. That's one of my goals this year. Great content all year long. Strava at this exact moment says I've run 36.2 miles. That's a result. I can check that result. Thanks, Strava. Like, that's a real thing I can check. I'll teach you how to track your results in the guaranteed goal community, but depending on when you do a review 
of one of like, like a review of your miles or your reading or whatever is the goal. Like depending on when you do it, one of three things is going to happen. You're going to find no results, small results, or big results. So no results doesn't necessarily mean failure because maybe it's just not the right season for a particular goal yet. For example, one of my goals this year is to spend the month of July in the mountains. I want to spend the month of July in the mountains. If I do a review right now and it's February, like this podcast launches in February, I wouldn't look at that goal and say, why don't I, why don't I have any results yet? Why don't I have any results yet? Ugh. Because the goal isn't ready yet. The goal is July. It's not July yet. So like there, there shouldn't be any results. Now, on the other hand, if you've worked really hard and it's the right season for a goal and you have zero results to show for it, you might need to take a deeper look at what's going on. Now, if the results are smaller than you want, you need to adjust either the plan or increase the do. That sounds like a Mountain Dew commercial, right? Increase the do. Because maybe the results are smaller, but they're actually appropriate. And your initial goal was so crazy town that you were like, I'm going to run 200 miles this month. And you look up and you're like, I only have time for like 40 a month. This is, there's no way. I don't have time for 200 miles a month. That's crazy. So adjust it down or you increase what you're working on. Now, if the results are bigger than you thought they'd be, you can either keep doing what you're doing, or you can even jump back to plan and make the goal bigger. So maybe you underestimated what you're capable of. Maybe that's your challenge. That happened with my reading goal last year. When I reviewed it in October, I realized, ooh, I'm going to read more than I initially planned. So I increased the goal from 52 books to 60 books. You won't know any of this. You won't know any of this unless you're actively recording and reviewing results. The third thing I review is time. I want to know the answer to questions like, is the goal on schedule? How much time is this goal costing me? Um, maybe this goal is a time hog at the start of the year. It was like, Hey, 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 John, don't worry. I'll only take about an hour a week. No big deal. I just need an hour a week. But the goal lied. The goal is actually a time hog. It's taking four hours a week and it's not worth it. I'll also ask questions like, could I save time by being more efficient? This is part of a review where I'll get feedback from other people. Most often my wife, I am what scientists call a complicator. I am a complicator. By nature, I tend to find the slowest, most complicated way to achieve anything. Sequence doesn't come easily to me, but I'm working on it. So if the goal is important and big, like writing a book, I'll ask Jenny for some feedback on how my process is working. She can usually help me cut some unnecessary steps that are slowing me down. Another question I'll ask is, am I tracking my time? Time is our most limited resource, but it's wild how casually we tend to treat it. In the last two years, I got obsessed with tracking my time, and it's made all the difference for my goals. I tend to get a little sloppy during the middle of my goals, and this question gets me back on track. One of the tools I use to review my time is the finished calendar. I've used this for more than a decade, and it's my favorite calendar of all time. It sold out last year, but I think we should still have a few copies left at finishcalendar.com. You can pick up a copy there. It's a huge wall calendar, dry erase paper. It's fantastic. The fourth item I review are obstacles. This is the fastest part of the review. I just want to know if there are any unforeseen obstacles that have popped up that I need to deal with. For example, if I sprained my ankle, I would need to adjust my running miles. 
If my daughter McCray got a great summer job, I might need to adjust my stay in the mountains for a month goal. If I signed a new client I wasn't expecting, I might need to adjust my writing goal for the year. If a recession hit, I might need to adjust my financial goal. The obstacle can be negative or positive. Here's how I define obstacles. An obstacle is anything outside of your control that alters the progress of your goal. So I look for obstacles because at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of a plan, you can't foresee the obstacles that are really going to show up. So it's good in a moment, in you know a month in, to go, wait a second, wait a second. Are there some obstacles that have happened that I haven't taken account of that I need to adjust? All right, cool. The last thing I review are lessons. I want to get better and better at my goals. If I work on something for a sustained period of time, I want to improve at it. So I ask myself questions like, what lessons have I learned that will help me with the future of this goal? Now, how do I keep track of them? Well, I have a creativity system I've honed over the years. And one of the things I do is collect ideas. I had more than 1,500 last year. So when I find something I've learned about a goal or learned some way to improve some part of my life, in my notebook, I write down LEARN, all caps, L-E-A-R-N, and then DASH, and then I'll write down what I learned. So one that I wrote down was enter your ideas using the audio function on your phone. That's a real one I wrote down. One of my goals every year is to capture another 1,500 ideas. Now, I used to transfer them from my notebook into a file by typing them in. And I did that for years until I realized it was so much faster to speak them into an audio file and then transfer them that way. Saved me hours of effort. But you know what? I'm going to forget that. I am. I'm going to forget that. I know I am because I've forgotten thousands of little tricks, tips, and hacks that make my life easier over the years. Over the years, I've probably forgotten more than I've learned. What often happens is I learn something. I say to myself, this is amazing. I should always do it this way. This is the best way to do this. And then after about a week, as the busyness of life catches up with me, I forget all about it. Then a year later, I... I stumble back onto that same idea and I'm like, oh yeah, wasn't I going to do this forever? Like going forward, I got so tired of that happening. I got tired of like constantly reinventing the wheel. So I came up with a system and then I honed it. Writing my ideas down in my notebook wasn't the most efficient because then I'd have to add it to my master file of ideas and then I'd have to add it to a goal later. So I just skipped those steps. Now I write what I learned directly into my goal file. I have this big file So under 1,500 ideas in my goals 2023 file, I put enter your ideas using the audio function on your phone. Now, every time I review my goals and my ideas, I'm going to be reminded of that tip and I'll keep doing it. I think about it like, and I need to do a whole episode on this, like coming up with like an operator's manual, an owner's manual for yourself. Like for me, anything I learn that makes it easier to be me to you know, execute as me, to accomplish as me. That's part of something I'd add to the John Acuff owner's manual. I think you should think about your life that way too. Like when you learn something that's helpful to your life, you should write it down because you're going to forget it. That's what I review. So again, not all five things. That's a little bit overwhelming, but I'll review goals or maybe results, time, obstacles, or lessons. Now there's some homework for you today. Which of those types of review would help you the most? Are you a time person? Like you've got a timer on your desk like me and you love to track your hours. Are there some obvious lessons that you keep learning again and again and again and again because you keep forgetting them again and again and again? Maybe if you wrote them down, you'd only learn them once. So which type of review will help you the most? 
Which type? Goals? Results? Time? Obstacles? Lessons? Think through that in your own life. Now let's shift and talk about when you should review your goals. There are five different times you can review your goals. Daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. Before we break those down, again, let me say very clearly, I don't do all of those reviews for all of my goals. That would be way too much work. I have to spend more time actually doing. Like, If you think about where your time should be focused, the doing area should be getting the most time. You don't want to have review be bigger than do because then you don't really accomplish anything. So before we break those down, let me just be honest about that. For example, I have a big financial goal for our company this year. I don't review that one every day. I only review that one weekly. You see, my company's sales flow weekly, not daily. So if I check the numbers on a Tuesday, there's a chance nothing would have changed from Monday or Sunday. But at the end of the week, a client would have booked me to speak and a weekly review reveals that. So I can see progress in a week. So I do a weekly review, not a daily review. I don't check my running goal of 500 miles every day. I just checked it on Strava. I don't check it every day because some days I don't run. Some days I do CrossFit. It wouldn't make sense for me to jump into the Strava app every day. They send me, they email me a summary every month. I've assigned that to them. I love to assign tasks to other apps or other people if I can. So Strava is now in charge of my monthly review. The only thing I check daily are my weekly goals. So on Friday or Sunday afternoon, depending on the week, I do my weekly planning. That creates a natural review for me. So every day I look to see what I'm doing tomorrow and if there's anything I need to do to prepare, aka hook up future me. Now I also review my company goals with my team every week. We have a scorecard we all use and we do a meeting system called an L10. Um, This year, one of my goals is to do a monthly review for my goals. Like I've done them sporadically in the past, but this time I'm being more deliberate about them. I went ahead and marked them down on my finish calendar and I scheduled them toward the end of every month. So during these reviews, I'll get out my list of goals and I'll quickly scan through some of the items we talked about. I'll look at them and go, okay, yeah, this one's making progress or, oh man, this one I don't need to do again or, oh man, this is exactly where this one needs to be. Now, at most, unless there's a big issue, I'm not going to spend more than 30 minutes on each monthly review. That is to say, I'll review all my goals in 30 minutes once a month. Like, I can look at that. I can do that. There's nobody listening to this right now that go, I don't know, John. I'm very busy. I can't find a free 30 minutes in a solid month. I looked at 30 days. There's not a single chunk of 30 minutes that's available. Nobody is that busy. Now, the quarterly reviews happen. Are you ready for this? I do quarterly reviews every third monthly review. So instead of doing a monthly review in March, June, September, and December, I'll do a quarterly review. And then I'll look through those factors that we talked about over a three-month period instead of just a month. Finally, the annual review, like, remember, we're marching through, like, sizes. There's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. Finally, the biggest one, the annual review, that happens in a few different ways. In November and December, I start doing my annual review. My goal with an annual review is twofold. Number one, I want to finish the current year well. Number two, I want to plan the next year well. Those are two very different actions. In mid-November, I do an annual review, and I might realize, ooh, there's a goal I've been neglecting that's still important to me. Okay, okay, I got 40 days left in the year. Let's go. You can do a lot of things in 40 days. Ask, ask Noah. A lot can happen in 40 days. Let's go. I get really motivated when I can see the finish line of December 31st. 
I get a renewed sense of purpose when I can see that the annual goal is about to finish and I want to finish this current year well. Then with my annual review, I can also shift to the next year. I like to get a running start on the next year by doing a little bit of prep work so that I can hit the ground running when January runs around. I told you that one of my goals this year is to encourage one person a day for every day of the year. Guess when I wrote the first 100 people down? I I worked on that list in December and January. So like a month before the actual goal started, I began collecting names in a file. I didn't just do it in February. I didn't just do it in the spur of the moment. In December, I started. I continued it into January. I started to get ready. Now, if you're a perfectionist, you need to be careful in this review stage. I think you need to be really careful. In the same way that you can get stuck in the plan stage, you can get stuck here if you're a perfectionist. Your review should be two things, fast and frequent. Fast and frequent. Do it quickly and do it often. Don't hide from the work of your goal in the review stage. That that work will teach you. It will educate you. It will make you better at the do stage. Again, a lot of times, hustlers avoid this stage. They don't. They just like... The, the do part. I want to do, I want to do, I want to do. I see this with writing. Like it's harder for me to edit than it is to write. I can go, 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 go when it comes to writing. But then to sit down and go, oh, okay, was this idea any good? Does this one make sense? That's a little more painful. So sometimes I try to hide and avoid the review stage. But the review stage makes everything you do so much better. And it's the fourth stage in a really successful goal. Remember, dream, plan, do, review. You do those four things in that order, and you will dramatically increase your odds of finishing your goal. So thank you so much for listening to this series. There's four parts. So if this is the first one you heard, or maybe you missed the second one or the third one, go back and listen. I think you're going to love seeing how these blocks build on each other. And I'm so glad you listened today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's one from HezFez2007 that I loved. HezFez2007 says, I just love this podcast. Not only is John Aga funny, but he has such good advice and life experience and really puts out great content. This podcast is a great accumulation of all his work because of his amazing interviews, tidbits from his incredible, incredible. It's always a little humbling when you, somebody is saying you're incredible and you can't pronounce incredible. That is ironic. And he says, conclusion of his podcast review, his experiences trying out new goals. Really appreciate the stuff he puts out for us. Great. Thanks, Hezfez. Super encouraging. If you want to leave a review, I would love that. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.